Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Alicia's a comedian, wife, author of Smart Wedding, who owns over 70 at-home workout DVDs. I do, and it feels like a bit of a dirty secret. I love at-home workouts, and I'm really proud of it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely adore working out in my lounge room and not having to go to a gym, because I don't like them. I don't like them. Today's episode, I'm so excited to bring this to you because I'm trying to cover lots of different themes, obviously, in regards to wedding planning and all the the other outer things that go along with planning an event such as this. And it was just today that I was reading a blog on one of my favorite wedding websites called New Bride. It's nubride.com. And Nova, the lovely blogger there, had written an article and it was titled the perfect bridal body. And I read it and thought I agree with everything she was saying. Um, it's Look, it's a great read. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. But basically, you know, she was talking about the pressure that brides feel to look a certain way and also the attitude of some people in the wedding industry, not all, um, who, you know, you try and address and they say, are you planning to lose weight for the big day? And you just think, oh my gosh, dagger through the heart. Do I need to lose weight? Is it your business if I'm going to lose weight? And I know it's about, you know, pre-ordering a dress six months months down the track and if you're going to drop 50 kilos then it's going to make a difference to their business but there's also a harshness to it as well and uh, it's a really interesting blog and it just happened to be that I was preparing for my interview with Scott Colby my guest today and it's all about fitness and body image and how to feel and look your best on your wedding day and just get your shit into gear really if I'm going to be blatant with you This is not about being skinny. This is not about looking like something out of a magazine. It's about being the best you can be and being the healthiest person you can be because you're getting hitched and you want to be happy and healthy forever. Well, until you die, because not not to get a bit of a mortality crisis here, we're all going to die, but let's hopefully we can live as long as we can. Do you see how I did a little silly voice then to cover up my own fear of death? There you go. You're not expecting that three minutes into a podcast. Alicia's fear of death. And let's talk about fitness which we will. My guest today is Scott Colby. He has an amazing background and I wish I had time to include it all, but I'm going to give you a quick highlight highlights package right now. Scott is a fitness trainer. He has a background in biomedical engineering. He's a kinesiology and movement science expert. He's run boot camps. He is actually known as the abs guy on Facebook and damn, he's got some abs. He runs a program called Fit for Photos. Scott's day job is all about helping people transform themselves and that's physically and mentally. A lot of his clients are mums who are struggling with their body image and struggling to get back in shape and feeling their best and people that usually say, oh, I don't have enough time to work out. I don't have enough time to be healthy and energetic. I've got all these jobs to do and people to look after. And the big message that I think is wonderful about what Scott does is to say, hey, if you're not fit and healthy and you're not feeling your best, then you can't be looking after these people and running around and doing all your other jobs that you've got to do. So he really brings the focus back into health and fitness. And that's why I thought he would be an amazing guest for this podcast, because If you can change your mindset a little bit, I promise you, and I've done this myself and you'll hear it in the podcast, it will change your life. What I love is that they are very simple, easy to understand, and so easy to implement changes. And uh, here's just a couple of things. Less cardio. Who doesn't want that? Scott is a big fan of weight training, and that doesn't mean you're going to beef up, ladies. 
It annihilates fat. That's what it does. I love it. He's also going to bust some myths about food and uh, talk about goal setting. Goal setting is really important. So let's hear from the man himself, Scott Colby. Scott Colby, thank you so much for joining me on the Save the Date Wedding podcast. I have been gagging to do a fitness episode. Ah, you are welcome, Elisa. I am so pumped to be here. I know a lot of the brides need to get fit for the big day, and we're going to share a lot of tips for your audience. So I am pumped up. Me too. And it's funny when you said get fit for the big day. I think people just need to get fit full stop. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Got to get fit for life. And, you know, uh, we're, I know we're going to get into it in a little bit more detail, but having an event to yeah. get ready for, yes. it's a great, um, it's a great way to get your mindset ready to stick to maybe some healthy eating habits and workout habits. But a key, which I know we'll get into is how do you carry on those habits after the event for yes. life? Yes. That's what I want to talk about because I think it's everyone can starve themselves and take dirty, nasty habits up for a short period of time to get crazy, silly results. But that's not really – that's not going to make you happy in the long run. No, absolutely not. And it's going to – it'll mess with your mind because if you, become, if you get that body that you want um, for an event like a wedding or for pictures, which we'll talk about, mm. and then – you kind of let things slide to your old habits afterwards to where you're gaining some of the weight back. You're not happy with the way you look. Mentally, that takes a toll on how you view yourself and your confidence. So you need to actually continue those healthy habits even after the wedding is over. Yeah, absolutely. My, um, just to talk about me for a second, Scott. <laughs> Absolutely. We want to hear about you. Oh, no. Look, we won't talk about me very much because you're far more interesting and an expert in your area. But I just thought I'd let my let you know a little bit about my fitness background because up until about four years ago, three years ago, I couldn't – I couldn't. Here's my – listen to my terminology here. Mm-hmm. I couldn't run from the beginning of the street to the end. I didn't think I could. And I'm only a five-foot-two human being. I'm not very tall. Everything showed. I have a bloody – lollipop and you'd see it on my thighs so uh, we started to go for little jogs and he's like you know you just get to the next pole power pole and you know it started to progress from there and then I started to buy these at-home workout dvds I got into Jillian Michaels um, 30 day shred I bought this this dvd and started to do little workouts at home just secretly I didn't tell anyone and things started to change for me. So it was really for me about my mind shift of going, you can go for a jog and it's not going to kill you. And I can work out in a, you know, three by two space in my lounge room. You don't need to spend millions of dollars on gym memberships and equipment. You can do it all in a park down the road. Yeah. And you brought up two really um, important examples of you, you know, your husband saying, just run to that pole. You yeah. gave yourself a short, that's a really small goal to reach. So it's important not to kind of stretch yourself too, too far ahead and, and do like two hour workouts on day one. Yeah. You know, you give yourself a small goal. And then, like you said, there are ways to get your dream body by not leaving your home. You just need to be creative with your own body, right? And yes. use that, use your own body as resistance and, for those that are maybe intimidated by going to the gym um, or don't like the crowds or waiting for equipment, you don't really need to if you have the knowledge to 
put together a good program in your own home. Yeah, I mean, fitness bands for me have been a godsend because I pack them whenever we travel. I take my bands with me. They come, they've, I mean, they've come from Melbourne to, to London. It, it also, body weight and looking, you know, I've seen, read some of your posts about um, strength training and using your own body weight as well. That's something that I think a lot of people don't realize the power of what we've got just on our person. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a big believer in body weight exercise and you know, you can focus on mastering your own body first, right? Before yeah. you before you introduce external weights. Exactly. And that is good because it's free. Your gym moves with you, right? When if you travel, <laughs> that's your yeah. gym. You, yeah. Your body travels with you. So, yeah, it's it's really great way to get started. Can I ask you, um, Scott, about this myth about women and weight training? Because I'm mm. going to tell you, it really shits me off that this misinformation that comes out about women shouldn't lift weights, women shouldn't be doing heavy lifting. I love heavy lifting and it has changed my body completely. And it's also changed my mindset about not having to do as much cardio as I used to. Can you debunk that myth for me? Yes, I can. Women lift weights. Yay! <laughs> no, it, it is really important. There's so many benefits to weightlifting. Um, and you know, Alicia, uh, not to generalize, but a lot of women, but even some men are, are doing too much cardio. So here, here's what happens. If you do too much cardio and you go on a restrictive calorie diet and you don't lift weights, what happens is, you end up using all your fat for energy and then your body has to turn to something else mm. because you know you're you're doing these long bouts of cardio and you might not be feeding your body enough and when that happens what happens is sometimes your body starts to use your muscle for fuel That's and what bad. that means yeah what that basically means is you're burning muscle so your muscle is going away and then what happens after that is your metabolism slows down and then you end up storing fat. So at the beginning of a restrictive calorie diet and um, and doing long bouts of cardio, you may lose weight, mm. uh, but a lot of times it's not the right kind of weight. So we're, we're not really interested. I try to teach my uh, women clients, we're not really interested uh, uh, as far as scale weight because their scale can't differentiate between muscle mass. Yeah. And fat, so you you can actually lose weight but lose muscle, and that's what we don't want. You can actually stay the same on the scale, or actually increase your weight on the scale, but it might be a good thing. You might be losing fat and gaining muscle. So to really get that nice, sexy look, especially if you want to look nice in your wedding dress and have back muscle showing and arm muscles, oh, yeah. then you need to include weight training in your workout. It's going to stimulate your metabolism. It's going to actually allow you to burn more fat. So as you increase the lean muscle mass in your body, you actually burn more fat. So a lot of people don't even recognize that with the more weight training you do, the more fat you're going to be burning. And that's really the type of look that we want. So I know there's probably a myth out there that you're going to get big and bulky. And that's not the case. You know, I've been lifting weights for, you know, 20 years or so, and I've never been big or bulky. And, uh, you're just, you're going to feel so much better and look so much leaner 
if you introduce weight training into your routine. So it's vitally important to, to include it. Yeah. And I always think, you know, thinking about triceps, because it's whenever I talk to my friends about exercise and they're poo-pooing some of my weight training, I'm like, well, my, uh, my tuck shop lady arms are no longer. I've got firm <laughs> triceps, which is something I never thought. I'm not going, oh, look at all me. But, you know, it is that thing with a bit of weight training and, and lifting and doing the correct tricep exercises and working on my, uh, you know, my push-ups. I'm much better at my tricep push-ups, even though I hate them. Um, <laughs> got to squeeze my squeeze my glutes. That's what I've learned now. <laughs> you got to squeeze the bum when you're doing those. But without the weight training, I would never have had that sort of muscle tone. So yeah, I oh, I'm so glad you said that and agreed with me. Yeah, and there's something called skinny fat, so you can actually be a, a oh. quote unquote normal weight on the height weight charts yeah and you can be kind of skinny or a normal weight but you could be you could actually be carrying a lot of fat uh if you don't do the the proper workouts and have the proper nutrition so that's another reason weight isn't a good measure because you can actually be a normal weight but be um i guess high on the body fat scale Mm. uh so Weight training is by far probably my number one exercise or workout type of choice um, if I was going to have to choose between that and other types of workouts. Scott, if you are a lot of my listeners, I'm hoping are getting married soon. What is the correct sort of time to start thinking about working out and getting fit, not just for the wedding, but also, you know, for life, as we keep saying, what's the time scale you should be setting aside to make a bit of a difference to your body? Yeah, the fortunate thing, Alicia, is now we know that we don't have to devote a whole lot of time to the Mm. workouts. In other words, they don't need to be an hour or 90 minutes or two hours. And especially for the brides that are getting ready for a wedding, I know you guys are probably short on time, as well as a lot of people. You're, you know, you, you're a busy professional. You're getting all the details set for your wedding. You've got wedding showers to go to and bridal showers. We're doing pillow fights. I mean, it's really... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Everything that I've thought of. You really are. Um, Alicia, I'm a big believer in a type of workout called metabolic resistance training. Oh, I love this. And what that is, is a type of weight training that is combined with high intensity cardio training. So here's just a quick example. Think of doing, you know, you brought up push-ups. Yeah. So think about doing a set of push-ups and immediately after that, you're not resting for two minutes like a bunch of guys, you know, in the gym oh, are. Yeah, they do that you're actually, you're actually immediately going into something else such as jump ropes. So to get your heart rate up. Uh, and then after, uh, your jump rope, you're going back to a weight training movement like push-ups or it could be something completely different like dumbbell presses. And the idea in metabolic resistance training is you're going back and forth between exercises and taking very little rest between movements. And the thing is when you take a little rest between movements, you're getting your heart rate and your breathing up pretty high. So this can have a great metabolic effect, a great fat burning effect. And if you train at an intensity level, uh, such as I just mentioned, 
you're going to have a high afterburn. And what that means is you're going to be burning calories for several hours after the workout ends. Some, some studies have shown 24 hours after the workout ends. Some studies have shown up to 48 hours after the workout ends. So you're going to be burning calories for one to two days after your workout ends. Wow. Provided that it's a high, uh, intensity enough of a, of a workout. And when you work out in this fashion, you're taking very little rest. That means your your workout time can decrease. So really just a 20 to 30-minute workout in this fashion could give you the benefits of you know, a longer workout, let's say 60-minute workout, taking longer rest between, between sets. Anyone has 20 minutes a day. I mean, you can sit on your ass in front of the television, and I love sitting on my ass in front of the television. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But with, with, with the metabolic resistance training, I mean, some, some people call it HIIT training, don't they? That it, it's one of those things that I think when I'm doing it, even when I'm doing high knees or something that, again, I sort of loathe, I sort of say to myself, it's a minute of jumping around. I can do anything for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, and you, um, you brought up a great point. You can integrate this type of workout during your day. Like if you're already watching TV or if you're, you know, you got laundry in the, in the wash and you don't want to just sit around waiting for it. If yeah. you want to give yourself something to do, there's like we mentioned earlier in the interview, there's plenty of things you could be doing at home with your own body weight, with resistance bands, with jump rope that don't take a whole lot of room. Mm. Or even if, you know, you may not be a TV watcher and that's okay, just really wake up 20 minutes earlier. I'm a big believer in, you know, starting your day early. You're going to yep. get a lot more done. And if, you know, I, I recommend to my clients who have busy schedules and they the day might get away from them if they put off their workout in the evening get that workout done first thing in the morning. You're going to have a lot more energy throughout the day, number one, and you're going to feel good about yourself uh, that you got your workout done first thing in the morning. I think you're going to be that much more productive. Yeah, and I think like you said at the beginning, accountability and prioritizing. I mean, if you want to be fit and healthy and make this a part of your day, then you have to sort of schedule it and make sure it's actually, it is legitimately a part of your day. And get a support partner. You know, if you don't have a, a trainer or a coach, find somebody that is working towards the same goal. So it, it doesn't have to be an in-person support partner. You know, my uh, Fit for Photos program is an online program. So we a group of women are going through the program together, and each uh, woman on there is part of a, a Facebook group. But they right. also they also have an accountability partner, so they check in with each other. Uh, on a daily or um, every other day basis just to see if they need any help. If you're getting married, you know, you, maybe your uh, bridesmaids are also wanting to look oh, yeah. good in, in their dresses. So you can all do this. Even if you're online, you can all do this and support each other and, and uh, kind of work out virtually uh, in, a, in that community. Oh, I like that a lot. And I think that's it. Support networks, if you can say, hey, I've, and it's not about, as we said, it's not about losing weight, but it's saying, hey, I've got um, my, my guts aren't hanging over my jeans anymore, or I feel like I can get into that dress I haven't been in for five years. That's a, it's a wonderful thing to have someone else, you know, feeling that joy along with you as well. Mm -hmm. And especially if they're going to be in the same pictures as you. Yeah. With the so <laughs> you guys can see who has the best muscles. Oh, I love that. And you can do some muscle shots on the day. Why not? Right. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> my sort of mindset about food 
and I'm going to share this with you, has changed a lot over the past year or so in that I have cut sugar out of my diet. Rich and I have both gone completely sugar-free, which has just changed my life in so many ways. And also I've really cut processed carbs and it has really made a difference to my my mood, my skin, my energy, and also my weight. Like it has stayed the same for that whole year. I, I love it. Um, you hit on two things that we really track in the Fit for Photos program. So, you know, we don't even count calories in Good. our program, but the, the one thing that we actually do count are sugar grams. Yeah. Uh, because it is, uh, I don't know, people don't realize what sugar can do to you in the body, you know, number one, it could lead to diabetes. It could lead, it could lead to obesity, you know, excess sugar can uh, turn into fat in your body. And you hit on something else, you know, we've unfortunately, you know, not to any fault of our own, we're being um, tricked by the food manufacturers to think that certain foods are healthy and they're not really, and they really aren't. And just an example is wheat. Yeah. You know, I, growing up, I thought wheat bread was healthy. When I switched from white bread to wheat bread, oh, I was like, would... yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm doing something healthy. I'm eating wheat bread. Ba-bow. But the problem, the problem with wheat bread is if you look at the ingredients, there's still a lot of bad ingredients uh, in wheat bread. Number one, a lot of wheat bread is made with high fructose corn syrup. Mm. And number two, we now actually know that wheat itself isn't good for you. It can cause inflammation in your um, in your body, yeah. uh, in your gut. It can cause inflammation, causing you to actually store fat. It can actually block um, nutrients from being absorbed into your body that your body needs. And that's why so many people, I think, when they eat wheat, they may be gluten intolerant. But even if you're not gluten intolerant, eliminating some of these foods that we think are healthy, like wheat, can do wonders for your body. And so you brought up a good point of processed carbs. Uh, my number one, you know, there's a lot of Nutri- there's a lot of diet books out there, right? And some of, some of them are very confusing. You don't know what to eat um, because some books say different things. So my number one nutrition rule is just eat single ingredient foods. Mm. And so what that means basically is you're eating natural foods where the food itself is the only ingredient. So think about eating eggs and salmon and spinach and blueberries and raw nuts where the actual one ingredient of the food is the food itself versus uh, foods that have a lot of ingredients in them, such as your breads and your cereals and your sweets and your chips. If you look at those ingredients and even the foods that are marketed as healthy, like uh, diet foods, lean cuisines, oh, if you look at a lean me. cuisine frozen food, you might think like, hey, it has a word lean on it. I must be eating healthy. But if you look at the ingredients, it's a mile long. It's all processed, has a lot of preservatives in it, uh, and those are the types of foods you need to stay away from. I also think one the greatest con in our current society is this people being scared of good, healthy fats mm. and the fact that, you know, I mean, I cook with butter, I eat a lot of avocados, I, you know, I sometimes put cream in my coffee and by eating the healthy fats and avoiding the sugar and the processed shit that we're talking about in most of the aisles of our supermarkets, which is the most unfortunate thing, I feel so much healthier and my brain feels more alive. And when I read about, um, you know, 
you know, these experts in paleo nutrition and saying, hey, we've been eating good fats for years, for millions of years. And it's only been in the last sort of 100 or 200 years when we've introduced all the processed stuff you were just talking about. It's really sad that we've started to, people have been making us feel guilty about eating these sort of fats when they're not the, they're not the, they're not the culprit at all in our body problems. Yep. And that's, that's another myth is that a high fat diet, uh, will make you fat. And, you know, it is true if you, there's, there's good fats and there's not so good fats, but going back to the food companies, they've kind of preyed on that fear and they've, they, you know, back in the day, they came out with all these reduced fat products that everybody bought by the millions, you know, Hey, I'm eating reduced fat. That means I'm going to be healthier. Mm -hmm. Really when they strip out fat and these were junk foods anyway, you know, you strip out fat from crackers and, but they're usually adding other bad ingredients such as maybe more sugar. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you brought that fat, um, up because I actually have a, a webinar that I'm actually giving tonight to my audience. And one of my slides is seven healthy fatty foods. And you brought up some good ones like avocado and butter. If you, you know, if you have butter made, um, you know, with grass, grass fed butter, good butter, good butter instead of margarine, raw nuts. Um, there's actually, if you, you know, we mentioned chocolate earlier, fortunately, you know, I'm still allowed to have chocolate (laughs) because there's chocolate made with, you know, 72%, 85% 72%, 85% yeah. cacao, where it's a really dark Ooh. chocolate and it has antioxidants in it and, v- and very little sugar in it and high fiber. Ugh. So there's a type of chocolate you can actually have that um, have some health benefits. So if you start eating these types of fats that are filled with nutrients, help your immune system, which you mentioned before, and these are actually going to help you get that lean look. So you don't have to have to give up your favorite foods. It's just choosing the right foods. Because I think that is great to get people to realize that you don't have to give up stuff. This is not about, you know, feeling like, oh, I'm missing out. Because I think that's part of the problem with diets and exercise when people say, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, made to feel too uncomfortable here. We all get, we all like to be really comfortable all the time. And like you said in your, your blog, I was just reading about the strength to actually see past comfort and change your habits that that really resonated with me to see how easy it is when you finally take that step yep and sometimes that first step is the hardest to take so uh, back to something we mentioned earlier find that support partner take that step together with somebody yeah and it's also about you know I, I lost when I went through this phase in my life it was about a year before we got married and everyone kept saying oh Alicia you're losing weight for the wedding you're losing weight for the wedding and sure it I felt smashing on our wedding day I really was proud of myself for achieving what I achieved but also it's carried on now for a further three years and that's what I'm most proud of that I've changed my lifestyle and I feel like I have proven the people that had said oh she's just dropped the the kgs for the wedding day and you know I've made a real point of sticking to it because I love fitting into my jeans it's great to have an event to get ready for. And that's what I did with Fit for Photos. And that's how I created that program. Mm. And of course, getting ready for your wedding date and getting, you know, looking 
beautiful in your wedding dress and in your wedding pictures and also for your honeymoon. And I've actually had brides go through my Fit for Photos program. Some have even done those boudoir photos. So they got a little little risque here and Stop presented it. them to their husband <laughs> on their wedding day. But But you brought up a great point because you don't want to – slide back into your old habits mm. um, when that wedding day comes and goes because there's nothing worse than to get in a beautiful free wedding day and then gain that weight back yeah. to where you're not happy with yourself. And if you're not happy with yourself, that's going to affect other areas of your life. And so I think one of the keys is having a goal. So, you know, you, I'm really big on setting goals. Yeah. And so your your first goal could be getting ready for your wedding but then what are you going to do after that? You need to have that goal to work towards uh, afterward. Now, some people, you know, you maybe you like, hey, I'd love my new lifestyle. I'm never going to give it up. So v- some people can maintain those habits without a specific goal. But for the most, uh, most of us, including myself, I need a goal to work towards. So something that I actually did, I actually got out of my comfort zone recently and I ran my first half marathon. And so, and so I was, I was still training for an event, right? I was training for that half marathon, but it was a different style of training. So that kept me interested. Uh, it kept the weight off. It's hard to, I didn't want to run the half marathon and be overweight, right? So I knew I had to stay lean, but it was just give me that uh, that other date to work toward. So that's something that you can do. The audience out there is to choose, you know, kind of your next goal, your next event to work towards. Find a big why. So I teach my clients, you know, you have a specific goal, and then find a big reason why you want to achieve the goal. And it might be something to do with your new husband and your new life that you're gonna you know, that you dreaming of and the the home that you're going to have together and the kids that you're going to have together. Think about, you know, you want to have healthy babies and be a good role model for them. And I think also we've got these amazing machines, these bodies that we have. I think a lot of times I, I look around and see people that are misusing bodies and smoking and putting shit in their mouths that they shouldn't be. <laughs> Just keep healthy for the sake of living a bit longer and having a bit more time on this earth because it's pretty short. Not to get too serious on my podcast, which I never do. <laughs> it, it is short, and, and that's a great point. And you know, for me personally, I love adventure activities, so mm. I like to hike and zip line, and yeah. I want to be healthy and vibrant and be able to do that stuff for a long time. And and also, like we're both in kind of the same field of helping others, right? And if we're sick, how can we help others? We're exactly. not we're not going to be we're not going to be able to get our message out if we're laying in a hospital. And so that what keeps me going. I'm sure it's what keeps you going. You want to be able to spread your message. And so you need to stay healthy to do that. And so that's a great motivator. Scott, I could talk to you all day. And I feel like we should do this again because there's so many points that I haven't got to talk to you about. And I think uh, a little top-up session in a couple of months would be really beneficial for me and for the listeners as well. Beautiful. I would love to come back anytime you need me, Alicia. Oh, thank you. Can I just end with one story I wanted to tell you? And that is... um, Last year, I set myself a goal. You have run a half marathon, and that blows my mind because I just think running that long distance is insane and amazing. So congratulations. Thank you. I ran – I said by the end of last year, I wanted to run 10 kilometers. So I 
enrolled myself, and this is about goal setting as well. I was just thinking when you were saying that, I said, I'm going to run the Melbourne Marathon 10 kilometer, like it's the baby version. You know, everyone's lining up ready to run the 42 kilometers. And I thought, I'm going to do my 10. (laughs) Just to say, by enrolling and paying, I think it was $60 that went to charity, I had to turn up or I'd be a big fat loser. So I got up on a Sunday morning. I didn't have anyone to run it with, which was a bit of a shame. And I did this 10K and I wanted to do it under an hour. And I ended up finishing it 54 minutes and I was delighted. And I called my dad and it was about eight o'clock in the morning because they always start these things so early in the morning, Scott. It's so early. And I called my dad and my dad has been an Antarctic expeditioner for 45 years. He's just about to retire. And so he has done some crazy stuff and is really fit and healthy went to Antarctica every year since 1972. And when I rang him, I'm like, dad, I just finished running 10 kilometers. I'm so proud of myself. And I was just really on myself. And this is my father's response, Scott. He says, oh, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm 32. And he goes, yeah, when I was 25, I ran 200 miles across Antarctica behind a sled. (laughs) And I went, okay, thanks a lot. First year bubble. See you later. (laughs) Right. Thanks, Pops. (laughs) But anyway, I set myself that goal and I just thought, you know, when you were talking about goal setting, that was my little goal. It wasn't a marathon, but it was 10 kilometers. I finished it and now I'm going to set myself the next goal, which is a half marathon, which is what you've just done. So little steps make big steps in the long run. I love it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And congratulations on uh, your upcoming half. I'm inspired. Let me know how it goes. Oh my goodness. Now I have to do it. I've put it in. (laughs) I've done it. See, I've set the goal. It's on audio. You can't take it back. Shit. All right. I'm going to do it. So I will check back in with you and we will talk more about training for these things. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, how do we do that, Scott? Uh, Sure. So you can learn about my Fit for Photos program at uh, fitforphotos.com. And if you want to visit my show notes page at savethedatepodcast.com, you will see that Scott is very generously, if you follow the links, is giving away a 21-day wedding workout pack, which is very clever and very generous of him. So if you follow the links, you will find that and there'll be more information about all of Scott's programs on the show notes as well. Golly gosh, what a delight. Thank you so much again, Scott. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I can't believe it's over already, but I, I can't wait. To, can't wait to come back. Woo! <laughs> Please do visit Scott's blog because what I love about what he does is his honesty and openness. You know, sometimes we look at these sort of fitness Adonises. Is it Adonai? Oh, I don't know. On the telly and we read about these sort of people that just seem a little bit out of this world in their control and their abs and being really, I don't know, making it look really easy. And sure, when you know the right way to do things, it is easier. And if you've got people like celebrities, you know, they have trainers, they have people feeding them, they know what they're doing because they've got the cash and they've got the time to do it. But when you talk to people like Scott and you read his blog posts about him saying, hey, I had a day that wasn't necessarily as great as yesterday, it makes you realize that we're all human and we've all got goals and we can all do it together. And I really think if you are considering changing your lifestyle habits a little bit. Do what Scott said. Find someone to do it with you. Surely there's a bridesmaid or your fiancé. That's no better way to do it than changing a partnership together. 
I know with Rich and I, we changed our eating habits a little bit, bit by bit. It wasn't just overnight. And now it's just how we live. We're not perfect. I still love a quality street occasionally. Don't get me wrong. But my mindset has changed and it really helps when you're living in a house with someone else who's living by the same sort of virtues. So please do check out Scott's blog. It's inspirational and he's great on the Facebook and the Twitter as well. So follow him. And write to him as well. He's really pro people emailing him. If you've got a fitness and health question that you can't get to the bottom of with the Google, give him an email. As I always say, most of the people, all of the people that I include in this show are really open to communication. And so am I. So if you want to talk to me, tweet me. I love a bit of Twitter action. Getting so much action on the Twitter, I can barely keep up with it. And also email me. Go to savethedatepodcast.com and you'll be able to find today's show notes with the special link from Scott, which is giving away his wedding fitness program. Jump on board. It's free. F-R-E-E. So do that. And I just want to end. I really wanted to sing a bit of Olivia Newton-John's Let's Get Physical. But I can't afford to pay for the rights for it. So I just want you to think about that song now and pretend that it's playing out instead of my music because that's what I want you to do. There it is. Happy days. <laughs>